This is Brain Diet, episode 159, when you're sick and can't exercise. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Wow. Let me just say wow, because I have been so sick for what feels like so long. (laughs) And it's been, I think, two and a half weeks where I have been probably 99% out of commission. Obviously, I'm like getting out of bed to go to the bathroom. So I mean, that's something. But other than that, I really have been out of commission for quite some time. Again, it's all relative, but I feel like I don't even know who I am anymore. I've been so sick. (laughs) And today feels like a really big day because I got ready. I got dressed. I put on makeup. What is makeup? I don't even know what that is anymore. And I've been working, right? There have been a select few things that I've done over the last two and a half weeks, like just the bare minimum when it comes to work. And my clients have been so patient with me as I've been dealing with this. But I luckily had done a great deal ahead of time, not knowing I was going to get sick. I usually just do things ahead of time anyway. And thank heavens I did because everything was able to continue running smoothly, even though I feel like I have been on my deathbed for the last (laughs) two and a half weeks. And it really got me thinking because I have been in the thick of it the last couple of weeks and thus my routine has really been disrupted when it comes to work, when it comes to going to the gym, exercising, parenting, uh, everything really has been so drastically disrupted the last couple of weeks. And as I was thinking about it, I thought, okay, I need to sit down and record a podcast episode on this because especially in the immunocompromised community, this is more commonplace. Being sick, being sicker than normal, being sicker longer than normal. And it's very important to have systems in place or strategies in place for what to do when these situations arise, which they do often, unfortunately, at least for me. And I've actually had a pretty good year. I haven't been sick too much. I had one like stomach bug, but other than that, I've been doing really well. This has probably been my best winter since I was diagnosed and put on chemotherapy. And so I'm really grateful for that. And so even though the last two and a half weeks have been so, so hard, I'm grateful because they're we've had a really good season for the most part with me and my health as well as in our household with the kids and them staying as healthy as possible. But I think what has been really difficult for me is my inability to do anything really, but I have noticed the toll that the lack of exercise has taken. And I wanted to share on this episode today, my strategies for how to approach situations like this when you have your routine disrupted, when 
you are not getting the typical supports that you normally get. For me, exercise is a great support to my physical health and to my mental health. And so because I wasn't able to do it at all, I really had to stay on top of things because my mind can go spiral really quick when I get this sick and when things are this difficult. And so my mind being the thing that I have to stay on top of the most, I want to share a few thoughts that I have had to consciously remind myself of the last couple of weeks in order to keep myself in a steady and composed state. Because naturally, our brains just want to freak out and assume that the worst is coming or the worst is going to happen or something along those lines. And I have really had to practice this idea. The idea that even when I'm sick, even when I'm bedridden, even when my sweet husband is having to do everything because I'm completely incapable, I choose to believe nothing has gone wrong here. Yes, I'm very sick. Yes, I've been in bed for two and a half weeks. Yes, my husband is stretched very thin and nothing has gone wrong. In fact, everything really was fine. It was hard. It was difficult. And I'm not trying to say it was wonderful, but nothing had gone wrong. Because the second I let myself believe something is wrong here, something needs to be fixed, then I just start to compound mental drama on top of the physical discomfort that I'm already experiencing. This thought is one that I employ every day in a variety of situations, whether it's with my kids or in my business or at the gym or when I'm sick. I just decide to believe, oh, you know what? It was always going to go this way. Nothing's gone wrong. This was always the plan. I was always going to get sick. I was always going to be in this situation. So it's okay. I can just be here and let this be hard and do what I can to support myself, but nothing has gone wrong. And so that is one thought that I offer you. If you have found that you do what I tend to do, which is kind of go into the state of like doomsday is coming when you get sick or when routine is disrupted in this way, it feels terrible. At least for me, it does. And I already feel physically terrible. And so I have to be very deliberate and be like, okay, Taylor, listen, this is really hard and nothing has gone wrong. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Nothing has gone wrong right now. Even it being hard. That's not wrong. That's okay. So try that on for you. If you find yourself in a similar circumstance, I offer that to you. It is available to you just because you're sick and just because it's hard. It doesn't necessarily mean something has gone wrong. The next thing that I consistently have to remind myself, and this is one that I have to really practice, is this is temporary. Now, logically, I think we know this. I think we know that illnesses, you know, those seasons of life where routine is disrupted, we know they're temporary, but if we fail to remind ourselves that it is temporary, then I think our brain, again, goes down the road of all doomsday. This is never going to end. This is going to be my life forever. I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to feel better. I'm never going to get to do what I love again, right? This is where my brain goes at least. And to say it out loud has been very helpful because I have to remind myself. Otherwise, I have these sneaky thoughts that are happening almost subconsciously that give me anxiety, that make me feel terrible, 
right? And so I have to pause and drop into the truth. This is temporary. Now, this is true for most bodies in general. Some illnesses are temporary in that they will get worse. Some illnesses are temporary in that they will get better, but they rarely stay the same over long periods of time. There are always things that are changing. Bodies are not stagnant objects. They are living, dynamic beings that are constantly changing in response to their environment. And I picture all of the cells inside my body that are working so hard to try and fight this off, even though I don't really have an immune system. I've got some other things in there that are working really hard. But there are always chemical processes happening in a body. And so no matter how I feel today, I will probably feel differently tomorrow. Now, it might be worse, but again, it's always going to be changing. And I have mentioned this uh, proverb before on the podcast, but there is this proverb of a person who was learning to meditate and they went to their mentor and they said, I just can't figure it out. This is so difficult for me. I don't know what I'm doing trying to meditate. And the mentor said to this person, this too shall pass. And so the person was like, great, this is awesome. Go back to practicing. And one day this person was like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. I figured out enlightenment. I figured out how to meditate. And so they went to their mentor and they said, I figured it out. I know exactly how to do this. I finally arrived. I see how this works and I know how to do it. And the mentor again said to this person, this too shall pass. Things, whether getting worse or getting better, they pass. And so when you can accept that, it allows you more to just be present and to trust that the hard times will not always be hard. And so for me, I've really had to remind myself of that because I feel like the last couple of weeks have been hard in that I've been telling myself, like, I've just lost myself in all of this. And this, I'm never going to get back to what I love and the way that I love to live my life. Now, what's actually kind of interesting and why this episode is applicable, especially for me right now, is not only have I been so sick for the last two. So I had some chemotherapy infusions, right? And I get really sick from those, but my upswing is pretty quick to where I'm like really sick for a couple of days. And then one day I'm kind of like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I can get back to my life. So I had those and I've gotten pretty good at managing those and they were fine. And then it was actually the day that I had my last infusion that I started to feel symptoms of this sickness coming on. And so really the last like three, four, five weeks even have just been really up and down with my health. Now today, like I said, I put on makeup and I'm feeling somewhat better. I have some bruised ribs from coughing so hard, but we're turning a corner, I hope. But all that to say, I'm starting to get better And then on Tuesday, in just a few days, I am going in for surgery. And this surgery is going to put me out for six weeks. I'm not going to be able to exercise. I'm not going to be able to, again, do those types of physical activities that I love that keep my mind in a desirable state. So not only am I being sick, but I am also 
going to be out of commission physically for six weeks. Now, I don't anticipate that because of this surgery, I'm going to feel awfully for six weeks. I just know that my physical activity needs to be limited so that I can heal from the surgery. Regardless, I know that it's going to affect my mind and my mind is going to want to believe certain thoughts about the whole situation. So since this whole situation is going to be multiple months long where I'm not going to be able to exercise and physically behave the way that I like to behave, one of the thoughts that my mind comes up with is I'm going to lose what I've built. I have been working so hard, especially the last year, but really the last two years, and I've been lifting weights for almost a decade at this point, but I've been working really hard. And this last year, I've been really intentional with my programming and I've been really intentional with my eating. Instead of just going to the gym and exercising and then just eating when I'm hungry, I've been really, really deliberate in eating the right kinds of foods and eating enough of those right kinds of foods in order to build the specific muscles that I'm trying to build. And I've definitely seen some progress and it's been really awesome to see. It's a new phase of my life that I'm really enjoying. But you know, just within the last two and a half weeks of being so sick, I've lost, I didn't weigh myself today, but I think I'm like at 13 pounds that I've lost in the last two weeks because I've just not had an appetite. It's just been awful. And so I've lost that weight, which I'm not happy about losing because I've built that up. And then over the next six-ish weeks, I'm not going to be able to put in the work And I'm not going to be able to continue on with the programming and all of the things that I've loved doing the last year. So my mind wants to go to the space of, I'm going to lose what I've built. I'm going to lose this. And I've really had to check myself. And this actually is a thought that has been quite freeing. But if I do lose what I have built, if I lose the muscle that I have built and perhaps the stamina, it's okay. (laughs) Do you know why? Because I've built it so many times over the last so many years that whatever is taken down can just be rebuilt. Like if I'm going to be exercising generally for the rest of my life, so what if I have to rebuild sometimes? Like it's not like I'm just going to hit a finish line and be done and be like, well, I, I didn't make it to my goal in time. It's like, well, no, I'm, I'm always going to be exercising. So even if I do lose progress, I do lose, you know, muscle it's okay. I like to think about it a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle because I love jigsaw puzzles. And just recently I had one out that was super cute that my husband got for me for Valentine's Day. And a little neighbor came over and started to pull apart all of the pieces and then putting them back into the box. And it's funny because I looked at it and I'm like, well, I'll just put it back together. Like no big deal. Who cares? Right? It's a puzzle. I enjoy doing this actually. So it's okay. (laughs) And the same goes for any type of progress you have made physically. If you have gotten there once, you can get there again. And if you've never gotten there and you are deterred from a goal that you have just begun pursuing, you'll still be able to get there. It just will be in a different timeline. So what? It's okay. So even if I do lose things in the next you know, month and a half, it's going to be okay. And to be frank... When it comes to your body, it doesn't 
lose things that quickly. Like, I mean, there there are skills and things that you can lose quickly, but you can regain them just as quickly. And so I have to make sure to give my body enough credit to be like, I'm strong. I got this. I've been taking care of myself. All is well. So whatever it is that I do lose, which I may not, but who's to say, whatever the outcome is, I'm okay with it. And so I encourage you to try this on for yourself that if you are concerned, I know that like when I had my first baby and I was like, I'm not gonna be able to exercise for six weeks. Try this on the idea that it's okay. That even if you lose things or gain weight or uh, you know get weaker or whatever might happen, it's okay. Who cares? Just rebuild it. Take the time that you need to let your body heal and just rebuild it when you're ready. Duh. That's what I'm going to be telling myself for the next two months after the surgery. Assuming I'm well enough for the surgery. Will they still do the surgery if I'm sick? I don't know. I hope so. We'll see. I just hope I don't cough during the surgery and bruise more ribs. <laughs> I'm a little bit bitter. Just kidding. I'm not. It's fine. Um, now I want to sh- switch gears a little bit because I've kind of addressed some of the mental things that have been coming up for me the last couple weeks as I've been so sick. And so now I want to get more into the, here's what I actually do. Here are the actions that I take when I am this sick or when I have a surgery that is going to prevent me from exercising, you know, pretty completely for at least like two to three weeks, but, you know, probably closer to five to six weeks, right? So the first thing that I will be doing and that I have been trying to do well, today was really the first day that I tried to do it, is walk. Walking is one of the greatest things for a body, especially if it's outside. So I don't prioritize walking or utilize it because I have a weight obsession. I don't do it because I'm like, oh, I'm going to gain weight if I don't walk. I walk because it's low impact and makes such a difference. So like I said, I've been on the couch for the last two weeks, but today, today, after all this time, I went to the gym and walked on the treadmill at a very low speed at a zero incline for 60 minutes. And periodically I was like pulling my feet off of the treadmill and coughing so hard that I was going to throw up. But I knew, I'm like, okay, I feel awful, but I know I will feel better if I walk. And again, it's not because I'm worried about weight, nor should you be. If you are ill and you feel up for walking, I recommend it, but not because you're going to gain weight or something negative is going to happen, but because typically it can make a positive difference. It can lead to positive change. So that is one thing that I started doing today after two and a half weeks was going on a walk. Now, when it comes to my surgery that's coming up, I will again prioritize walking when I am ready, when I can, when my doctor says, you're good. You can start walking. So whether that's two weeks or even all the way up to the six week mark, which I don't think it will be, but even if it is, that's what I'm going to go to first is okay. Walking when I can, that's what I'm going to prioritize because it makes such a difference. Now, something that can come up for people is this idea of all or nothing thinking, right? Like who a walk's not going to do that much. Who cares? Or with food, it's like, why eat healthy if I, if I can't eat perfectly healthy. And I heard this principle, uh, through, precision nutrition, which I just thought was so good, that instead of pursuing all or nothing, pursue always something. 
So this is going to be my motto. This has been my motto for the last couple of weeks and for the next two-ish months. Instead of the all or nothing, like I need to go to the gym and I need to do everything that I'm used to doing and I need to set PRs, or I'm just not going to do any physical movement at all. Instead of that type of mentality, my approach is always something. If I can get out for a 10-minute walk and my doctor clears it and I'm feeling well enough, then you better believe I'm going to be doing that. So that's what I recommend to you is wherever you are, if you are ill or have experienced illness or have surgery or something that is made physical activity difficult, walking is always my first line of defense. Now, like I mentioned, it's going to be even better if you are able to be outside because of the sun exposure, because of the fresh air. So that's going to be the secondary component to this approach is that I'm going to be outside as much as I can. And if I can't walk, then I'm still going to go be outside. I'm still going to make time to get that sun on my face and that fresh air. That's going to be my approach to physical activity. Now let's talk nutrition. How do I approach nutrition when I'm sick or when I'm having surgery, which I don't have it very often, but here we are having it. And so I'm sharing how I approach nutrition when I'm having surgery. So again, something that can come up for people is if I'm not exercising, then I can't eat as much. And this is where I want to remind you that your calories burned from exercise are pretty minimal in comparison to how many calories you burn just by existing. In terms of the total calories, your total daily energy expenditure that you utilize throughout a day that is a combination of multiple things, most of those calories are going to come from just existing, just being alive. (laughs) So not exercising doesn't necessarily mean that you can't eat as much. Now, yes, you do burn calories when you exercise. Um, That is one of the great benefits of it, but there are countless more that I think are more impactful. But don't believe the idea that if you can't exercise, that you can't eat as much because you need calories just to exist. You need calories to walk around your house. You need calories for all of your digestive processes in order to have everything function optimally in your body. And those calories need to, those calories are going to be burned just because you're alive. So whether or not you exercise has a pretty minimal impact on that calorie amount. So for me, now that I will be having surgery next week, I am going to continue eating at maintenance. Now I might go to my lower level of maintenance because at least for a couple of weeks, my movement will be so minimized. And again, that's okay, but I'm still going to make sure that I'm eating enough. The reason for this, maintenance calories is where the body is happy because it has enough. It has everything it needs. And when your body has what it needs, It has the fuel for all of the reparative processes. So for me, having this surgery coming up, I will need to heal and repair. And in order to do that optimally and well, my body needs calories, it needs food. And so I am going to make sure that I am eating enough through this process. Now this is assuming that I'm going to feel well and that my appetite won't necessarily be impaired through 
this surgery, right? Like being sick, I had very little appetite. And I'll talk about what I do in that situation. But assuming other things are as normal as possible and I feel well enough to eat and I'm physically capable of preparing food for myself, which I'm not worried about, then I'm just going to plan on eating at maintenance because I want to give my body all of the fuel that it needs to repair, to heal, and to support itself through everything it's got going on. Now, eating at maintenance is also something that I recommend just in general for a lot of people with autoimmune conditions, just because if we have immune systems that are attacking ourselves, we constantly have things that need to be repaired. And this is true for most humans. We always have things that need to be repaired. But if we have internal damage happening that is happening from our own systems, our own systems are going to then go and repair that damage. So we need the right fuel for that. And so eating at maintenance is a great strategy in order to give your body what it needs. Now, let's say that you're sick and you don't feel well enough to eat enough, which has been me where I've hardly eaten anything and lost a lot of weight and I'm kind of bummed out about it. Let's say you just do not have an appetite. The way that I approach these situations is actually pretty much the same as I approach eating at every meal. And this is what I love about learning about nutrition is it's pretty simple and there doesn't have to be anything fancy or way out of left field. So on a regular day, but also when I'm sick, I always do my best to prioritize protein, vegetables, and fiber. So lucky for me, the last couple of weeks, again, I had done some things ahead of time. Thank you, past me. I had made some soups that I had frozen And they just had tons and tons of vegetables and bone broth and ground turkey and chicken and um, just all sorts of good things that I want to be eating. And I had a lot of that. And so though I didn't have an appetite, when I did, I went for those things first. And then what I would do is find the most calorie dense foods to add on top of that. So when I was able to eat, I would add things like butter or oils or full fat dairy products, cheese, cottage cheese, nut butters, pasta, granola. And again, sometimes I didn't have an appetite, but those times when I did, I had to pack in the nutrients and the calories because I wanted to give my body fuel to work with to try and work its way through what was happening, which is still an ongoing process, obviously. So when it comes to eating when you are sick, prioritize the same things that you should be prioritizing when you're not sick, which is things like protein, vegetables, and fiber for a variety of reasons. But the micronutrients in all of those things are super awesome when it comes to healing the body and helping the body feel better. And calorie-dense foods are also very helpful in packing a punch when you can't really get down a lot of food. Now, if you're throwing up, again, it's a whole different situation as well, but you still want to be prioritizing the same things just as much as you can. And then just decide however much I was able to give myself today, that was enough. I was able to have a glass of bone broth or, you know, one vegetable. That was me doing my best. I know that with me, the version of my best is constantly changing and I just have to decide what I did today was my best with what I had and it was enough. So my friends, the basic breakdown when you are sick is to stay on top of your mind and pay attention to the doomsday thoughts that it wants to think about being sick and redirect it and remind it, this too shall pass. And then prioritize walking 
and eating as much as possible. Things like protein, vegetables, and fiber. Again, based on your needs, when you are feeling able, and when it is something that is realistic for you. Luckily, it doesn't have to be too much more complicated than that. So keep it simple and take care of yourselves. I am hoping that I will be better every day, but you never know. Seems like with these autoimmune conditions and being immunocompromised, I just am a snail when it comes to feeling better, but that's okay because I feel like today is a good day and I am grateful that I got to sit down and record this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.